0: hi this is bob and today i have an interview with severed angel severed angel is from new york Miss melodic symphonic band has released their self-titled debut album and this band has hit the ground running this is one you'll go to again and again and here is my interview with severed angel <laughs> hello, hello my my friend.
1: Friend. hey rob hey what's going How's on doing? Yeah, too bad. I got uh, one of the other guys is joining too. That's okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The more, the merrier.
1: All uh, right, cool. You can hear me, that's right?
0: Made it. Hi, Robert. There he is. How you doing? Good things. How are you? Doing great. It's uh, it's Ohio, so I'm enjoying all four seasons in a day. I woke up, is uh, frosted out, and they're forecasting <laughs> eighty degrees. So
1: <laughs> I'm sitting outside. I just got done uh, raking my, uh, not raking the leaves, uh, cutting the lawn. Ah, I'm, so, I'm relaxing right, right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you guys for taking time to speak with me today.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much for having
2: us. Yeah,
0: thank you for having us. I wanted to ask you about the recording process and how long it took to put this material together.
1: Uh, it took us, uh, three months to actually record the album. Uh, and as far as recording, everybody recorded, uh, I, I do all my stuff at home. I have, um, you know, through the interface and stuff like that. And we send our stuff to Alex and Lou records his stuff from home. So everybody pretty much stays home and, uh, works on all all of my stuff.
0: I wanted to ask if you could speak on the title track. And also, In the Red. Those are my two favorite tracks on the album. Yeah, I'll let Lou answer that one.
2: Thanks. So, so In the Red was actually the second song that we wrote collectively as a group. Um, You know, it started with Dogs of War. That was a song that I had for about 12 years uh, lying around. Originally, I wrote it as a theme entrance for my cousin, who at the time was an MMA fighter, Now he's an army ranger and he'd come out to that for his matches. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, I just had it lying around and, you know, Wayne was like, you know, do you have anything that, uh, might be a good fit for the band? I said, well, here's the last thing that I wrote. And it was dogs of war. And then all of a sudden all the band members were just like, Oh God. Yeah. We should do this right now. And that kind of started a snowball effect and, uh, In the Red was the next song that we wrote after that. And that was just basically like me trying to combine, you know, what would happen if Soil Work and Unearth try to write a song together is really what it was. Cause I'm a huge fan of both bands. And that, that's always how I challenge myself. It's like I never try to sound like, you know, one particular guitarist or one particular band. I'm always like, you know, what if, you know, you kind of combine you know, this band and that band, what would the song like? And th- that's how I always challenge myself. And it, it kind of uh, just blew up into, okay, we got something. Now what lyrics do we have? And Mark, our keyboardist, actually had the lyrics for this song. He he, he had a, an idea that just worked really well with it. And, you know, it's basically about being in a toxic relationship and, you know, trying to help the person get out of their toxicity, but then you realize the more you try to help them, the more they drag you into it. So the best thing to do on that, I'm sorry if this offends anyone, is bail. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's really what In the Red is about. The um, Severed Angel, again, that uh, that was uh, Mark's composition. And, you know, I guess you could say it's the first part of a, of a three-song suite, the Severed Angel suite, if you will, mm-hmm. which is uh, includes severed angel uh a new beginning and with wings anew sort of like a uh you know i guess you could say that that sweet kind of it kind of touches on the five stages of grief because at the time that we were writing this uh i was overcoming the uh the death of my mother um she had uh, passed away last year from COVID, and uh you know writing the songs was it was cathartic for me. You know, it was, you know, everyone tells you when you go through an experience like the loss of a loved one, you know, you experience like these stages of grief and, you know, and, you know, what's, what's the thing that they always tell you, they always tell you, you know, you'll, 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 you'll grow from it, but no one ever says, you know, you'll work through it. So the sweet's really like a combination of, me working through it and the five of us just coming together to write this, in my opinion, kick-ass material. So sure, that that's really what it's about. I mean, the entire Severed Angel ethos is about overcoming the negativity in your life to achieve something better for yourself.
0: So it's safe to say that the song game was a precursor to the name of the band.
2: Well then oddly enough, the 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 band name came first, and that was by really? sheer accident. So, you know, at the time the band formed, it was during a very heavily divisive time in the country. Not that we're any better now, but you know, one thing that Severed Angel tries to do is we never try to shove politics or religion down people's throats. But as someone who's raising a kid in this in this time, I'm like, wow, you know, this is a very polarizing time that we're living in. So, you know, and I'm always looking up, you know, synonyms and similes for, um, you know, words. So I was kind of thinking, you know, what's a synonym for polarizing viewpoint? And then all of a sudden it popped up severed angle. So mm. I, I I typed in the Facebook messenger to the guys. I said, oh, God, isn't this a stupid name? Severed angle. And then Alex, thank God for autocorrect, because when he responded, it came up severed angel. And I said, wow. you know what? That sounds a lot better. (laughs) And, you know, the idea of a severed angel, you know, severed, meaning, you know, someone who's been beaten, broken, bloodied, scarred, but still standing. And the the idea of what an angel is, is sort of like a guardian or a protector. So basically, a severed angel is someone who's had the crap kicked out of them, but is still standing to say, what else you got?
0: Right. Where and did think, Wayne go? <laughs> I don't know. I think we all go through that in life, though. I think life is full of twists and turns. And, you know, we yeah. have to, you know, you have to emerge stronger from it.
2: Yeah, and, uh, that's that's pretty much it. And, you know, just uh, just the fact that the five of us wrote and finished this album in three months, I was just like, Wow. You know, yeah. m- most most bands can't even get through their first, uh, you know, their first song in in uh, five months, and we had nine original tunes and the uh, ghost cover of Square Hammer already done. So we were like, "All right, we're we're good."
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've talked to bands that, well, you know, the debut debut album is always, you know, I think a lot of tracks have been seen around for years. And then they're brought to the forefront. So I'll ask, I'll say, how long it takes to put the material together? And they'll say, five years. And I'm like, oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm can just... Ha- can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear yes. you. Yes.
1: Oh, my Something happened with my headphones. Sorry.
2: Oh, no worries. Uh, I'm just really glad that the wellspring of ideas for this band, um, you know, I was afraid after the first album was done, I was like, oh, I don't know if what else I could... Uh, could create and then all of a sudden you know came the first single that we released which was actually like written after the album was done which is a fate worse than death mm-hmm. and you know I'm, I'm happy to say that the well hasn't dried up uh, you know we just we just keep going back to it and you know we still we haven't stopped writing what yeah, it's would been, you it's say been a lot the- of
1: fun working with each other so it's everybody's always got an idea. Every week, there's always some kind of ideas floating around. So it's Mm -hmm. been a lot of fun working with these guys.
0: What would you guys say was the hardest track for you guys to lay down? Mm -hmm. On this album in particular? Yes. Yes. That's
2: a good question.
1: I don't think there really was one because it, we, see, like, we, it only took us three months to, to do the album because everybody really kind of knew what we all wanted to do. We don't, there's not one person that writes a song. So it's like, all right, Lou will write the guitar parts and then I get it and I just put my drums down and nobody knows what I'm going to do. I don't even know what I'm going to do until it's done. But everybody does their own thing. And I think that makes it easy on us really because you know it, it, it makes it our own so, our own music you know we it, it turns into seven angels music um but I, I don't know i never really had any problems with any song maybe maybe like attachment unavailable because it was a little bit progressive i'm not used to playing
2: progressive type stuff so that one was a little bit of a
1: challenge
2: yeah the, um, i i gotta piggyback on what wayne said um you know, it, you know, someone will come up with an idea, uh, you know, riff idea or whatever, but everyone writes their own parts like Wayne doesn't dictate to me like, you know, how to write or what to write on guitar. I don't dictate to him, you know, what to do on drums. You know, right. Mark is just a madman who creates some awesome stuff on the keyboards and, you know, and, and George, you know, finds that way to sort of, you know, parallel what I'm doing with the guitar and lock in with the drums perfectly well. Um, he says attachment unavailable. I'd have to say for me, it would have to be uh, number eight. Cause um, originally that started as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what happened was like, you know, we, we wrote attachment unavailable. You, you know, we did attachment unavailable. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, all right, next we're going to write a thrash song. And then, <laughs> oh, and then a week later, Alex is like, Hey Lou, where's the thrash song? I'm like, Oh crap. You're holding me to it. I was like, okay. And, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I just picked up my Kramer, uh, you know, I have a Kramer Beretta special that I modified and, uh, you know, threw a detuner pedal on it and I was just, like, creating stuff, and the next thing I know all of a sudden, like, this this testament-like riff starts coming out of nowhere, and you know, I, cu- I couldn't stop writing to fitting, you know, like I said, okay, this is the intro, this is the verse this is the chorus, this is the, br- uh, the bridge, and you know, and then all of a sudden we're just like, wow, we just wrote a thrash song. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was kind of put on the spot for uh, to come up with ideas for that. But it ended up I've been told by people who've heard the album that it's their favorite track. So I, I was like, OK. N- next time, don't say something s- is a joke riff. <laughs> just do it.
0: <laughs> I wanted to ask uh, as well. How did the band become a reality? How did everyone get together?
2: Well, Wayne was the—I uh, call him the Zvengali of uh, Severed Angel because he's the one that kind of put it all together. It, you know, it, it all started with his his podcast, Rat Solid Review, which I'm a co-host of and have been for the last two years. Um, you know, Wayne knew Mark because apparently Mark's uh, father-in-law uh, works with Wayne, and or or. Or something to that avail, and you know, he said, you know, you got me, my, my 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 son-in-law Mark, and and then they hit it off. Mark ended up being a guest on Rat Side Review, talking about his projects, and then George, who came from Timeless Haunt, uh, that became a, a Rat Side Review uh, mainstay. So George was on the show all the time. Uh, Mark, George, and I would do cover songs for Rat Side Review. Uh, the three of us did. Um, which songs did we do? We did uh, Atomic Punk by Van Halen. We did um, Hunting High and Low by Stradivarius. And we did uh, the last one before Severed Angel was officially formed, which was On Through the Night by Def Leppard, which actually I'm proud mm-hmm. to say made it onto a Def Leppard tribute album. And uh, Alex was like the, the last piece of the puzzle because, uh, you know, he heard his stuff with um, Infinite Spectrum and Tension Rising and, you know, that was the first time I met Alex when he uh, came on the show to discuss his music and we got along really well. Like, you know, he's, he's a Brooklyn boy. I'm a Queens boy. We got, we hit it off real, real well. And I've known Wayne for about 20 years. Uh, I became friends with him with his original band Phoenix rain. And we both played in different bands in different scenes. Like, you know, the Phoenix rain was a more traditional metal and, you know, I, I guess you could say I got lumped in with the metalcore stuff. Although my bandmates were trying to get me to write stuff like the starting line. And I said, I quit. I'd rather just stay at home and play. I'm not going to start writing, writing punk pop. And, you know, but but Wayne and I kept a friendship throughout all those years. And Wayne just figured, hey, why don't we just put something together? And again, I was the most reluctant to do it because, you know, at the time I was, you know, Come uh, overcome with a little grief um, from having lost my mom but you know Wayne being persistent and you know knowing (laughs) that he always gets what he wants somehow managed to sucker me into it but you know I was really happy that he did because uh, you know the five of us just gelled you know so well and I think the album is a good culmination of that
0: and I wish he was here to ask this, but I'm gonna ask you, and hopefully you know I interviewed Wayne before um <clears throat> with his CD from Project Resurrect. Mm-hmm. And um is that band debunked at this time?
2: No, no, no. Um, you know, Project Resurrect is still Wayne's baby. Um Infinite Spectrum and Tension Rising, that's Alex's babies. Um, this is just our baby, and okay. Uh, am I back oh, now? oh wayne just jumped on hey wayne
1: uh, <laughs> am I back now? I'll
2: never use his headphones again <laughs> yeah please don't no wayne, I, heard, uh...
1: I heard about uh, project Resurrect. no it is not it's not dead uh I'm just waiting for my guitarist <laughs> he's he's got a lot of problems right now but uh, eventually we'll get to something else
2: so until then we're, you're we're stuck just
1: with so me. busy with uh, se- yeah I'm stuck with Lou but uh, uh-uh. we're so busy with the seven <laughs> angel stuff uh we haven't stopped doing seven angel music since the uh first album so it's you know i just gotta squeeze the time in to do it and he's got to get his uh stuff together yeah we actually Another one will come out soon
2: we we actually just got asked to write the the theme song for a friend of mine's uh documentary um that he's going to start working on um it's uh called vhs massacres three um it's basically it's a documentary about independent film and you know like how major film major studios have kind of the competitive spirit and kind mm-hmm. of buried truly independent films, you know, like six feet under and, sure. you know, like w- some other t- topics that he touches up on, uh, in those films are about, you know, the death of physical media and Wayne and I are huge collectors of, um, music, you know, he I, I buy CDs and and I'm a huge movie fanatic. Wayne buys CDs, vinyl, cassettes. Uh, yeah, have you bought a track yet, Wayne? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm <laughs> staying away from those. Okay, good. So, you know, the, the film is basically you know, it, it touches up on that, and the, and the third one is about how majors. Well, I, I don't want to divulge too much into it because he's still developing it, but you know I'm not under a non-disclosure agreement. But we just uh f- he just asked us if he would uh, if we would write the song for his film, and we did, and we we're we were just like wow I can't believe we did that, <laughs> you know it was it, it it it's unlike anything that we've done, but it still sounds like Severed Angel, so
1: yeah, it's totally eighties <laughs> uh, like ish but in a in a Severed Angel. Uh deal oh yeah so it's there's, really cool.
2: there's still guitar solos on it so don't worry yeah, about yeah. it <laughs> it's it's cool it's, it's a good song
0: and you guys seem to be on a roll i wanted to ask you if you could take yourself to 2028 where do you envision this band being
1: oh my god
0: <laughs>
1: at
2: this rate on Hopefully our 20th still album <laughs>
1: yeah if we keep going at, uh, at the speed we're going yeah we'll be on the 20th album probably by then and uh Hopefully we'll play at least one show
2: by then. (laughs) (laughs) By then we'll have more albums than Kiss Out. Don't worry. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Wayne's not uh, far from the truth. We would love to play a show, but logistics just really have to make sense. I mean, um, we're based on Long Island. And unfortunately, the, uh, the lack of venues for original music is more abundant than it's ever been. And it's, it's, it's pretty sad. Um, you know, out here, most people want to listen to a, a cover band play Billy Joel or uh, Mustang Sally. And I did that for three years of my life, and I never want to do it again. Right. Um, but, you know, we'd love to do shows. We'd love to play festivals. Um, you know, it just kind of has to make sense. Um, you know, is it is it worth it for the five of us to be on this stage? Is it worth it for us to you know, travel to play a show for, you know, I, I everyone's been, we've had people suggest maybe playing Prague Power out in Atlanta, and I'd love to do that. But, uh, you know, it, it would just have to make sense for us to do it.
0: And you guys are very busy in the music industry. Uh, Wayne, you're, I know for a fact your collection is one of the most amazing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, <Old> stuff. Uh, <laughs> There's people with more than
1: I got.
2: Yeah, and I would say we're as far removed from the music industry as possible, and I couldn't yeah. be happier about that. You're right. Because <laughs> we're, we're not jaded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wanted to ask, if you guys do get any spare time away from music, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy in your spare time? uh no <laughs> I, every every day it's
1: it's music for me i'm always listening to music and i i hate sports i, I do not watch sports uh i watch wrestling but that's not real um <laughs> and, and movies and stuff like that but most of my stuff is is involved around uh music yeah it's music 24 7.
2: 365 uh. I, me, I, I, like I said, I'm a big movie fanatic. Like, I love horror films mostly, um, science fiction, Italian horror. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm not doing music or when I'm not spending time with my wife and daughter, um, my me time basically consists of me watching uh, Shudder. So, I, uh, I do enjoy that. I wanted
0: to ask you guys. Each along your musical journey, what's the best advice that's been given to you along the way? Hmm. I don't know if I've had any good advice. Ever. It's always been like uh, just do
1: it and, and learn it along the way, pretty much. Because you know, we did when we did this album. We did kind of fall into a little trap of uh, with a record label. Things didn't go too well. I mean, it ended up working out in our favor, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know I I don't know Luke can answer that one I guess
2: I mean you know there there is the business side and then there's the musician side and you know I guess you kind of have to learn to somehow intermingle the both of them because you know this is your art this is your way of expression and you know you want to capitalize from it but you also don't want um, to be devalued by you know schmucks who think they're of some kind of importance that really aren't um so you know just you know smarten yourself up you know do your research that's why you could use google or bang or DuckDuckGo. duck go you know uh do your own research you know see how you could do it and most importantly as a musician always make sure to listen listen to you know what others are doing how they're playing And before you go in and say, "Okay, let's do a band together, make sure it's the right fit, because you don't want to be in a situation where you're playing with others and you're miserable, you know, Um, just make sure that you're always listening and don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong (laughs) or, you know, don't don't be afraid to admit that someone else knows more than you. You know, there's no shame in that.
1: Yeah, I That's think like this, it's this whole band uh, I feel like I'm like the weak link in this band because Lou is such a, uh, you know, an awesome guitarist, and, and Lou is like a virtuoso. And oh, stop. And even yeah, you know, but you are, you guys are. I'm just a drummer. I'm just a loser drummer.
2: <laughs> That's all I am. You, you know what though, Robert? I played with. Uh, c- can I curse on this show?
0: Yes, you can.
2: I played with some of the shittiest fucking drummers that you could have ever imagined. <laughs> you know, like I- I- if I could name all the good drummers that I, uh, that I could. uh, There are very few people that I could say are good drummers that I've had the fortune to play with. One is my friend, Jason Crawford, who's now um, collaborating with former members of the band Candaria. So shout out to Jay Crawford and the other guy is Wayne. So I'm, 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 (laughs) I'm blessed. So, you know, you're good wayne right. shut up well you, you're
1: going to be disappointed
0: for album three then i'm sorry <laughs> wayne you are very
2: good, so you're going to have to get used
0: to it because uh you provide an originality and you provide a a strong beat to everything that you do i love uh, i love your drumming with project Resurrect, and i appreciate that as well I appreciate that. I just do what the song needs. I'm not one of those drummers that are like,
1: I gotta be the, I gotta have a solo, a drum solo on every song. I just, whatever the song needs, that's what I do.
2: Yeah, I, I approach guitar the same way. I don't need to play a million notes for it to uh, to be good, you know? Y- you play for the song. You play what's right for the song. If something requires double bass, Wayne knows when to throw it in. Sure. If something needs uh, a, a fast lick, in a, in a guitar solo you know uh, Wayne will be the, the benchmark to say I think you can play faster there and uh, and that's
1: usually what the
0: answer is and,
2: and 10 out of 10
0: times it works <laughs> so and you know with me one of my favorite guitarists of all time is uh, David Gilmore because I just feel he can do more with one note than a lot of guys can with
2: 10 yeah well, the, i i'm with you on that i love gilmore but the 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 truth is severed angels music doesn't require a style comparable to david Gilmore sure <laughs> um and trust me if i could i would but um you know there is there is some slow bluesy passages on there like you know the the introduction song uh and and also the song severed angel itself you know like i'm not go immediately up the fretboard you know right it, it fits the song though
0: sure and and that's what you know that's what the great guitarists do you know and all great musicians it's not you know I don't want to hear guitarists play so many notes that I feel there's a fly in my face that I want to swat
2: <laughs> right. I for me, a good benchmark of great lead guitar playing, I would have to say, would be Adrian Smith of Iron Maiden because he just plays so tastefully. Yes, that whole band wow,
0: one of my best experiences. I got to see uh Iron Maiden number of the beast tour open up for priest screaming for vengeance.
2: I'm beyond jealous of you right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That must have been an okay, show. It was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, you know. And uh, you know, at that time, you know, Maiden, even though Number of the Beast was big, yeah. they had hit Cleveland before that album really took off, you know. Yeah, yeah. and And uh, it's just amazing. Yeah,
1: I, I was just a wee baby back then, <laughs> uh, for three years old.
0: Wow.
2: Uh, yeah, I was two.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling old right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Good, Good music transcends time. Don't matter. Sure. And,
0: you know, I was lucky enough. My parents uh, took me to see Kiss in 79 when I was young. Because oh, wow. I was such a fan growing up. You know, as a kid, they were like, opened the door to for me. And uh, they took me to see Dynasty Tour and I was just like, wow, this is it.
2: Was that yeah. with Piper or New England as the opening act? New England. Wow. That's cool. I, I like what uh, the members of New England ended up doing after New England, which is mm-hmm. uh, Alcatraz with Graham Bonnet and uh, Malmstein. That Their first album, No Parole for Rock and Roll, is uh, such an important album for me.
0: Yes, it's definitely a great one and even uh you know i love the Steeler album with malmsteen and keel together was just such a great combo
2: yeah it's too bad ingvain wants nothing to do with those guys anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) he
1: doesn't why would he he does everything on his own
0: (laughs) yeah I wanted to ask you guys as well, what's the best way to get merchandise and a physical copy of this album?
1: Uh, oh. We finally made it easy for everybody. We now have a SeveredAngel.com website, so everybody can just go to SeveredAngel.com and get everything from there.
2: Yep, on the website, you will you can order the album on the homepage, and we also have a merch section on our website where you could uh, link to that, and that'll take you to... Our T-shirt shop. We also have um, hoodies, sweatshirts, baseball tees, um, coffee mugs. If you want, you know. We have
1: coffee mugs.
2: We have coffee mugs. Wow, I didn't even know that. Thank you, T Public. Yeah, just go what? use that link and go to our T Public store. Cool.
1: Finally, and, I can drink and, out of something. We saw just the
2: bottles. And and remember, um, if you buy the album from our Bandcamp, you get the nine original songs for free as MP3s. Oh, and, wow.
1: and on our Bandcamp, only at our Bandcamp, you will get the deluxe version of the CD at SevenAngelBandcamp.com. It's the only place where you can get the CD, deluxe version. Uh, it's also available on Spotify and all the streaming services. But
2: yeah, you want Amazon the CD right. and you
1: want those bonus tracks and everything, it's on our uh, Bandcamp.
2: Yeah, because the singles were only released as uh, digital. So now you mm-hmm. can own them in, uh, in physical media. Yep.
0: I also wanted to ask about the podcast. Uh, uh, could you tell everybody how to get involved in the podcast as well?
1: Yeah, uh, go to ratzreview com or uh, which is more updated is uh, YouTube dot com slash review. Uh, every usually every Wednesday night depends, uh, you know, what everybody's up to, but it's usually every Wednesday night around eight o'clock, eight thirty ish. You can watch it live. You can join in the chats and uh, you know join in the show and. I, I tried to read the chat thoughts uh, uh, as much as possible. So I try to make everybody feel like they're part of the show as well. So, if uh, yeah, anybody wants to check it out, come join us Wednesday nights. Yep.
2: Yeah, we just had our recent episode last night. We reviewed uh, Metallica's 72 Seasons album. Uh, next week, we're doing an album versus album where we're discussing uh, Black Sabbath's Never Say Die, their last official album with the original lineup. Versus Born Again, the first and only album with D. Purple Z and Gillen. So, yeah. that should be fun. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I, 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 it's not. It's not Halloween versus Halloween, Wayne. <laughs> uh, we, no,
1: we did that. We did that for like three months. Uh, I'm done with that.
2: <laughs> but yeah. I told I told Wayne a funny story though. So I'm I'm driving. Uh, I'm taking my daughter to uh, pre-K. And I was listening to Ride the Sky from uh, Halloween's uh, Walls of Jericho album. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, I'm hearing my four-year-old daughter in the background going in her cute little voice, Ride the Sky with her fist in the air. I'm like, who taught <laughs> you how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Got to start a
1: Yes, we're training these kids young. Although my son's not buying it, but
0: uh, I'll get them there. You know, and, and, you know, I guess... I'm an example of the rebellious nature. I, yeah. I'm a heavy metal guy. Groomed my daughter heavy metal, and she has a, a K-pop podcast.
2: <laughs> uh, you, you know what? what? There's worse <laughs> things to enjoy. There's there's worse things to enjoy. My 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 niece, my eldest niece, is she's into K-pop and J-pop. But then you ask her what her favorite bands are, she'll tell you Ramstein and Ghost. So I'm like, okay. I did good. Dude. I did good.
0: <laughs> and I also wanted to ask you, lastly, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be?
2: We have fans. You sure yeah, do. I've... You got me. <laughs> right, well, at least we know we have one. <laughs> uh, you first, Wendy.
1: <laughs> me first. Um, well, we appreciate everybody who actually, apparently that we have fans. We appreciate every appreciate every single one of you. And uh, we hope you enjoy the album and we hope you stick around because the next album is going to be even better, I think. Um, And yeah, just, you know, follow us. And um, if you buy the CDs, uh, we appreciate that. And if you need them signed, we'll try to sign them for you. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to us.
2: Yeah. And and for me, um, you know, all of us work. We all have full time careers. But, you know, the band Severed Angel is our baby. And, you know, we're not looking to make a million dollars from it. You know, it, it would be nice. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, we're, we're just fans writing songs that we want to hear. And the fact that apparently a lot of other people out there want to hear it, too. Thank you. We're grateful. And we only hope you like what's going to come after this. Because I promise you, <laughs> you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a, a wild
0: ride. Mhm. I wanted to thank you guys for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with the both of you.
1: Yes, thank you for having me on. And, and again, I'm sorry about all my, uh, my my things with my headphones before, but uh, I'm glad we got that straightened out. But thanks for having us on the show. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much.
0: And please feel free to update me with any new news as it comes about so we can... uh talk again soon you got it absolutely all right you guys take care of my friends and you have a great rest of your day cheers robert right, thank you, you. cheers i'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast you can sponsor the podcast just click that button and you can be a member of the family and remember come see me for a fix